You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode five of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the line. It's Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Afternoon. Yeah, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm surviving. Yeah, I'm surviving <laughs> the um, the school summer holidays. Gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Keeping my children entertained. I, I thought the uh, the best place to take my daughter last week was Radstock Town. And uh, we watched their game against uh, Oldland Abertonians, which um, was a was a thrilling affair. Plenty of drama. So uh, yeah, so that was a, that was a very pleasant experience for her, I'm sure. And uh, I have to say that uh, I did actually um, uh, I did actually go and watch Devizes at the weekend. Oh. Would you believe? How are they getting on? Well, they're doing. They've they've started life in the in the Wiltshire Senior League in pretty good um, in pretty good form. It has to be said. Um, unfortunately, of course, when I turn up to Nursted Road, the wheels seem to come off, and they could only manage a draw against Broughton. <laughs> so you're uh, not invited back. No, I know. I did. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. I, I always okay. thought it was probably me, not them. And and when things like that happen, it it, it probably proves it. But anyway, this isn't the Wiltshire Senior League podcast. Not 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 at the moment. No. Not at the moment. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe we'll get relegated like they did. But anyway, all the time we're able to sort of still competing at steps five and six, Tom. Um, let's um, let's get into the uh, the meat and drink of this week's episode. Um, we will be hearing from two managers, of course. Um, it's FA Cup football. We're going to be talking about our sides in FA Cup preliminary round action, and we will be hearing from John Durbin, the joint manager at Shepton Mallet. And uh, in the first division, we will also be hearing from a new name to the uh, to the Western League podcast, and that is Darren Seeley, the manager at Oldland Abertonians. Well, it's always good to welcome a new uh, manager onto the podcast. And um, we're going to kick things off with the fixtures in the Premier Division that were played on Saturday, the 20th of August. And we'll start at Ashton and Backwell United. I think this was a game that I called out on last week's podcast because I thought it was going to be very competitive. I thought both teams would be targeting this for a win. But um, it was a little bit more routine for the home side, Tom, than perhaps I'd anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. I think... I think I remember you, you, you picking this one out, as you say, and um, it was very simple for the home team, it seems. Uh, four goals to nil they won on, on Saturday. Miles Hardage scoring pretty early on uh, to put them one up, and then another goal from Reese Hedges right at the end of the first half. So, uh, yeah, they bookended that first half with a couple of goals, which obviously put them in, in good position at the break, 2-0 up. Uh, and then, yeah, they managed to, to hold out for the entire second half before adding a couple of uh, late goals as well. Uh, Oscar Pearce and Dean Preddy. Uh, wrapping up a pretty one-sided victory. So, yeah, Ashton uh, putting putting four past Welton. And that was the same scoreline between Bridgewater United and Bitten. Bridgewater United going from strength to strength, Tom. Yeah, two teams with uh, con- contrasting form at the start of the year, isn't it? Uh, Bridgewater, uh, yeah, it seemed like the team to beat at the moment. And, uh, yeah, that showed no signs of uh, uh, slowing down on Saturday. A 4-0 win, as you say, uh, at home to Bitten. Uh, it took from just 17 minutes to go in front. Uh, Jack Taylor, uh, unexpectedly, uh, the man to do so, uh, breaking the deadlock uh, pretty early on, as I say. Uh, Ross Edwards uh, then doubled their advantage uh, with a known goal, making it 3 0 uh, midway through the second half. So, uh, yeah, Bitten have been a little bit luckless uh, early season, and they'll be they'll be looking for a turnaround pretty soon. Uh, and then it was George King uh, volleying home. I think this was uh, was credited with being the goal of the day. Uh, terrific team goal, uh, completed the scoring. So yeah, another another three points for Bridgewater. 
And uh, well, it's like it's all high scoring affairs um, in the Premier Division on Saturday, Tom, because Saltash, they were at home to Canesham Town and um, this was a, a really big win um, for the Cornish side. Really was, yeah. So a lot of home teams as well. Obviously, started with uh, yeah three out of three for the for the home sides that we've we've concentrated on, and they yeah they Saltash another of those uh, to enjoy uh, enjoy home comforts very much. A six one win uh, over Canesham, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, putting them putting them away early early doors really. Uh, it was all over pretty much by half time. Callum Merrin and Callum Martindale putting them two goals up pretty early on. Uh, then an, an own goal made it 3-0 inside half an hour before Callum O'Brien then added another one uh, just prior to the to half-time. Uh, so 4-0 up at the interval. Uh, Kensham did uh, show a little bit of fight after the break to their credit. They got one back, uh, but it was Mike Smith uh, and Jake Miller uh, adding a late sixth uh, to cap a yeah, pretty dominant outing for, for the corner side, as you say. Am I right in thinking there that you triple Callum'd? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I knew the first two were definitely Callum's. And then, yeah, absolutely. I'd not noticed the third. So there you go. Triple Callum. That's pretty impressive. That's a hat trick of Callum's there. Absolutely. Well done, Tom. Credit. And finally, um, Sherbourne Town, they took on uh, Wellington. And Sherbourne have started very positively to their life in the Premier Division. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it took them a little while to get going, this one. It was 58 minutes before the deadlock was broken. But eventually they did run out. Uh, 3-0 victors, so a good result for, for the Zebras. Uh, Alex Murphy, who'd scored plenty of goals last year, uh, finally got his goal scoring uh, underway for the, this campaign, uh, grabbing his first, as I say, just before the hour mark. Uh, and then, obviously, coming along like London buses, he got another one a couple of minutes later. So credit to <laughs> Alex, uh, a couple of goals, uh, putting Sherbourne uh, in control. And then it was, uh, yeah, Brett Cottrell, who wrapped things up pretty late on uh, and gave, gave Sherbourne the 3-0 win over Wellington. Now, moving into the first division, we'll kick things off with FC Bristol. Of course, previously, Lebec, they took on Brislington and it was a really good win for the home side against a Brislington side that have started this season very positively, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I don't know if I've picked this game out as being the one to watch, but I definitely mentioned Brislington on, on last week's pod uh, as, a, as a team that have uh, yeah been, been impressing the early doors. And uh, yeah, they were yeah pretty soundly beaten on, on Saturday afternoon. It was Sasha Tong who starred for, starred for the hosts. Uh, two goals for him before half-time put them put them in control, and then Elan Plummer made it three 0 uh, But Brisington, as as I say, they have yeah shown shown some promising signs, uh, and Josh Josh Egan scoring two penalties right at the start of the second half. So uh, yeah, very much got them back into the game. They were just trailing by by one goal uh, with yeah about 20, 20 minutes or so to go. Uh, but then it was uh, yeah Tong struck again, completing his hat trick. Well, brilliant individual performance, and uh, yeah, leading Bristol to a four two win over Brisington. Uh, in our next game in the First Division, we look at high-flying Oldland Abertonians. They continued their good run of form at the beginning of this season against Titherington Rocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a 2-0 win uh, for Oldland. And, yeah, they're doing it. doing go, Going good guns at the moment, aren't they? It's a couple of goals there from Courtney Charles and Jacob Reader, uh, taking them to victory over the Rocks. And, uh, yeah, don't think the league tables have quite made their way into the bulletin yet. But, uh, yeah, they are. For those that are keeping keeping abreast of that sort of thing at the moment, they are top of the table. So, yeah, good start for Oldland. Well, that impressive win from Oldland on Saturday was all the excuse I needed to get hold of their manager, Darren Seeley. It's the first time we've spoken to Darren on the podcast. And I started off my conversation with him by reflecting on another good win for them at the weekend and um, that incredible start they've had to this season. We are taking things one step at a time at the moment. We don't want to start running before we can walk. But yes, we are very happy with the start we've had. 
very some tough games I think for us. Uh, we've dragged a lot of results out, um, but yes, yeah, a very good start for ourselves. Is it too early for us to start looking at the league table? Um, I think everybody looks at the t- league table regarding that, Ian. Whatever you do, um, but us, we want to just take one step at a time and take it from there. And that's what we've been looking at for for the last uh, couple of games. To be fair to you. It obviously, it is very early, and I mean, we, we we haven't even been putting the league tables in the in the Western League bulletin. But I mean, in, in all seriousness, what what were what were your ambitions for the club going into this season? Uh, our ambitions is to to, to win it. Um, my ambition is to win it. Um, I'm a very big, strong, want to win everything that I do, any game I play. To be honest with you, but yeah, our ambition is to get Oldland up as high as we can. And as far as we can, that's what my ambition is anyway. And I think that's the ambition of the club as well. We just want to push the club on where it deserves, I think, to be fair. Uh, it's been it's been there, thereabouts, I think. But this year we've brought in new players and I think it's just pushed it on a little bit more. And if that means playing, obviously, in the Toolstation Western League Premier Division, then that's a challenge that you'd be up for. Oh, yes, definitely. I think taking the club forward and everything else I don't think we've got a very good squad this year um, we may have to put some additions to that as we, if we do go up but my ambition this year is to go up and yeah to take the club forward like I said just a minute ago we, we want to go as high as we can as regarded Oldland I mean just, just out of interest if going up this season hadn't um, had meant sort of the travel that we've been seeing this season in you know for going to places in, in you know in Cornwall and Devon as well as everywhere else in the league would, would, was that a consideration or basically you, you you know that's where you want to be playing your football regardless of, 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 of what the travel might be I think that's regardless of the travel and everything else and that for us I think Oldland Football Club is is uh, we're trying to get it up to where it should be uh, regardless where we are um, regarding taking it forward if we've got to play in that, that's I think. I think myself, that's where we deserve to play. To be honest with you, we've had up and down season in the last couple of seasons, but we've been some playing some really good football. I think, and this year, like I said before, we take one game at a time, and, and we're pushing on. Well, I've seen you this season. I saw you play against Radstock, and I know that the Miners have been having a difficult season, but they did make it hard work for you, didn't they, last Tuesday? Yeah, so uh, all credit to them. To be honest with you, they they they, they did make it hard work for us. We had to work for uh, for what we did. Um, we did have a few injuries ourselves. Um, we did have a few players out. Um, but I mean, to the lads, you've got to take your hat off to them because they go right to the end and they give you everything. We've got a very good club spirit, I think, at the moment, uh, on on and off the pitch. And the boys that sit on the bench are very eager to get on and play and. Yes, we've got a very good team spirit, so we go right to the end, uh, week in, week out. Well, one, one of the sides um, that haven't been struggling this season, they've perhaps been a bit of a surprise package for some, is Nailsy and Tickenham. And, and you played out a seven-goal thriller against them. I mean, what did you make of them? Do you think they'll be ones to watch? Yes, definitely. I think uh, Nailsy and Tickenham are a very good side. Uh, for, from our part, I think that we... Um, first half we were very very dominant against them uh, should have took our chances and we could have been ahead by you know, four or five but uh, take my hat off to them a little bit they did change their formation second half they come at us a little bit we soaked up the pressure and yeah we 
<laughs> we got the win in the end. It was a very hard game for ourselves, but yeah, Melzi and Tickham, I think, will be there thereabouts. I mean, have you got? You've obviously been involved with the club now for a couple of seasons. Have you got a feel for the other sides that you think will be going well in the first division this season? I think at the moment, I think you can't write anybody off. To be honest with you, I think everybody beats everybody. I just think that the consistency that you need in that division to get yourself out of it has got to be week in, week out. We've been sort of up and down, I think, for the last couple of years. We win games, lose games, win two games, lose another game. I know that's football, but I think consistency from from our part is winning or drawing is the is the is the way forward. So I think, yeah, we take one game at a time, and I think we take one side at a time as it comes. Now I, I've been hearing a lot about the work that's been going on up at uh, up at your ground, and actually I've I've seen some. Um, um, you put a lot of um, pictures on social media of the improvements that you've been making. So if I can make it up to Oldland, what sort of match day experience have I got to look forward to, Darren? We've changed everything up there at the moment as regarding that. Uh, you take your hat off to a little bit to the chairman Clayton Woodman. He's taken the club forward, and uh, vice chairman Steve Keynes, and obviously Paul Weeks has step back this year and is giving the boys a hand behind the scenes as well and all the committee that we got out there I think everybody's buying into what we want uh, we spent a lot of money on the pitch this year to get it where it was because over the last couple of years it hasn't been where it was uh, we've got new stands new dugouts and yeah our, clubs going forward I and mean, we want to uh, hopefully in the next couple of years we will be there with the clubhouse as well we, I take full well, I take my hat off to the, the, the committee and, and Clayton for what they've done out there, to be honest with you. Now, if we turn back to footballing matters, um, you've got Hallen um, uh, midweek uh, this week and then you've got Almondsbury at the weekend and I think neither of those games are going to be easy for you. No, like I said earlier, I think as regarding the football in this division, I don't think you can take any game for granted. Hallen will be a very good side I think they'll be strong they will want to come up they've sort of had ups and downs this year I see regarding the results and and Almondsbury as well Almondsbury I think the sides we struggled with them last year um, but yeah well, we would take one game at a time and we want to be pushing on this year and winning games now, one final question for you, Darren, and it's a question I ask every manager the first time um, uh, I get them on the podcast. I, I'm, I'm interested in finding out a little bit about you. So can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about your journey to the Oldland dugout? Um, I used to run Henbury for uh, a good fair few years. Um, and Yeah, it was time for me to leave uh, Henbury. Um, I'd come across and me and Clayton was running Bocco for a fair few years um, and then we wanted to change ourselves so we've come to Oldland and over the last couple of years yeah we are trying to transmit uh, as in going forward with Oldland so that's sort of where I am at the moment with it I have been an assistant over the last couple of years to the boys um, but this year I've taken the reins and hopefully taken it forward And my thanks to Darren for his time. Now, from one side, pulling up trees at the top of the table to another side that's really found this season hard going so far. Surprising for many, I'm sure, who thought Warminster Town, our runners up from last season, would be going uh, well this season. Uh, but it hasn't proved to be the case. And they had another very hard day at the office at home to Almondsbury, Tom. 
Yeah, they really did. I think this was probably uh, seen as a, a chance for them to to get in the winner's circle uh, after a, yeah a couple of a couple of tough outings, as you say. But uh, yeah, Almondsbury went there and uh, yeah produced a really good performance, winning four two, and it was yeah very much uh, an opening half which uh, set them on their way, uh, which was really strong. Uh, Luke Berman and Joe White both scoring inside the opening 25 minutes to put the visitors two goals up. Uh, Lewis Hedges then made it made it three nil uh, before Aaron Langdon then saved a penalty in stoppage time uh, of the first half uh, to help preserve the Almonds' free goal lead. And that that did prove pretty crucial <laughs> in the end, to be honest. Uh, Warminster, yeah, to be to their credit, they did come out second half. Uh, substitute Jamal Chevalo scoring twice uh, within five minutes of the restart. So as I say that. That penalty save, yeah, you know, it might have been a different case if it was 3-1 than 3-0. No, Armandsby might have played it slightly differently, but uh, yeah, two goals none, nonetheless for Warminster at the, sec- at the start of the second half, putting the one goal behind. Uh, but then in the closing stages, it was Berman, uh, scored earlier in the game, and he tapped home his second of the afternoon, uh, putting the result beyond doubt. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, extending Warminster's winless start to the campaign, but uh, a good good, good afternoon's work from, uh, from the Almondsbury. Absolutely. Well, another side um, that's been struggling, perhaps surprisingly so this season, is Radstock Town. Of course, they were another team, one of the teams that made it into last season's playoffs. And in recent seasons, um, they've been um, fighting it out at the top of the table. At the moment, Ray Johnson's men are fighting it out at the bottom of the table. And they found Wells City flying high already this season. Really hard work on Saturday, Tom. Mm, they really did, yeah. Another another big winner uh, at home. Uh, Wells City putting four past Radstock. Uh, there was Tom Ellis, Jake Curtis, Tom Hill, and Adam Wright, who's uh, yeah, he's probably their uh, most usual goal scorer, I think, uh, Mr. Wright. But uh, yeah, a couple of Toms in there, which is good to see, and uh, yeah, big big win at the Athletic Ground for the home side there. If you're thinking Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, Dewalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now we'll move on to the FA Cup preliminary round. And a few of our sides in action, Tom, but again, a fair few falling by the wayside. One of... Uh, the guaranteed winners was the uh, the game between Helston Athletic and Falmouth Town. There was going to be a um, there was going to be a Western League winner here. Uh, which way did it go? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was Helston in this one, uh, producing a pretty uh, dramatic turnaround in the in the closing stages to knock out a uh, fellow Western League outfit, Falmouth. Yeah, it was the away side who, uh, yeah, coming into this game probably with better form. To be honest, they'd won a couple of games recently, uh, and Tom Moxon, uh, his uh, his. Uh, cross comes shot had uh, ended in the back of the net early in the game to to put them in 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 the lead and uh, yeah they maintained that for much of the contest but it was Ricky Shepherd he was the the late hero in this one uh, a header pretty late on uh, setting up what looked like a likely likely replay which would have taken place uh, during the week but uh, yeah incredibly with their next attack Shepherd headed home again uh, so uh, a, yeah real late salvo from from Helston it's there you move on to the next round. More drama than Downton Abbey, this one, Tom. I, I know we talk about um, Pyron films a lot on the podcast, but um, the uh, the coverage that um, was produced from this game was absolutely fantastic. I really recommend um, everybody um, watch it because it was a massive derby game at um, at Helston. There's a huge crowd there. You could see it was a real carnival atmosphere, a lot of colour. And it really was, from the highlights, it really did look, certainly for the first 
part of the match. Um, it was one-way traffic. In fact, it was surprising that Falmouth didn't manage to get a second or indeed a third in the game. But the the, the dramatic and actually, I have to say, their 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 goal, the quality of their goal, um, was absolutely outstanding. It was the sort of thing that if you saw it, you know, in the Champions League or if you saw it in the Premier League, people would be eulogising about it. It, it. it is really, 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 I can't emphasise this enough, really worth watching those highlights. Um, on Pyron Films just to see that that opening goal. But the drama at the end when Helston come back and um, and snatch that victory is, it, again, um, you know, it, 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 what football at this level, it's the very best of what it's about. You don't have to be a fan of Step 5-6 football or Western League football. or it, it, it's, it's, it's just a really good watch. It's really engaging. Uh, and I, I do thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Uh, a game that perhaps didn't have quite as much drama, Tom, was Shepton Mallet against Brixham. And it was a pretty routine win in the end for the Somerset side. Yeah, happy days. They're, uh, they're going great guns, aren't they? So this is, uh, yeah, credit to them. They've managed to take that form uh, through to the through to the cup. And uh, yeah, a 4-0 win for them over Brixham. Uh, yeah, they put Liscard to the sword in the, in the previous round. Uh, yeah, and they're an ad again. Jacob Sloggett scoring for the second time in, in a week uh, to put them ahead pretty early on. Uh, then it was a towering header from Nick Hewlett, which uh, doubled the home side's advantage. And then it was a couple of goals uh, either side of the break from Joe Morgan, who wrapped things up. And uh, yeah, really comprehensive victory for, for Shepton. Well, Shepton, of course, have been going great guns in the league this season, but that impressive win in the FA Cup was really all the incentive I needed to get in touch with John Durbin, their joint manager. And I started off my conversation with John by asking if that game was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests. Yeah, probably, if I'm being honest. And that's obviously offering no disrespect to Brixham. First half, we were... We were very good, if I'm being honest. We we we, we moved the ball well. Um, it's probably the best we've played, so certainly this season and carrying on from last season. Really, um, yeah, our first half display we were, we were very good and we were ruthless. Um, and obviously scored our goals. Second half, I think when you're three 0 up, it's always going to be a matter of we knew Brixham were going to come at us and we had to defend um, and, and ride ride kind of the the barrage of attack that, they, that we knew that was going to come our way. And then after an hour or so, we, we kind of got a foothold back in the game and, and saw it out very comfortably, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Well, that win has booked you a place in the next round away at Blackfield and Langley. Um, now, I'm sure you'd have preferred a home tie, but um, uh, knowing your fans, I'm sure they'll make a day of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean we've, got, we've got some great fans um, down at Shepton. They, they've obviously... Uh, we picked up the numbers, um, and, and, and they do follow us home and away, which is great. I mean, it, it's a, it's a side I've, well, it's a club I've never been to in Blackford and Langley, so it's it's a new one for me to tick off. Yeah, of course, it would have been nice to be home, um, but but equally, in the last couple of years, we, we've we've got to the same round, and, and we've we've been drawn against Southern Prem sides in, in Taunton and, and Swindon Supermarines the season before, and, and got a bit of a bit of a lesson. So so it's nice to have a, a club at the same step as us and, and hopefully we can we can go down there and, and, and maybe go one step further than we've done before. I'm not wishing to sell yourself short but actually of course I watched you I think it was last season uh, away at Southern League's Melksham Town and you uh, and you won there on the day so um, playing away from home can't hold any fear for you? No um, it always, always depends on the day doesn't it and um, 
sometimes it's nice to get the lads up um, for, for an away match and, and when it's a new ground it, it, it's, it's all new and, and, it, and it feels good sometimes if, you, if you're going somewhere where you, you've played for the last few years and maybe haven't had a, a great experience in the past that, that, that can play in the lads' minds so no, it'll, it'll be good to go somewhere new um, and yeah you never know you never know on the day um, we prefer to be at home because, because our, our home record's pretty good but, uh, but like I said, we'll go down there and, and, and give a good account of ourselves, I'm sure. Well, this impressive run in the FA Cup has meant that you've only played three times in the league so far, um, which means, of course, even at this early stage, you've got a couple of games to catch up on. Does that bother you at all? I don't think it can bother us at this stage of the season. Um, of course, we would prefer to have the points on the board than, than having to play catch-up. But, I mean, we're only three games in. I think the maximum of sides played is six, so, so we're not talking huge numbers um, obviously we, we play tonight as we speak against Buckland so so we'll, we'll claw back a, a game there against some, some of the other sides around us so yeah I mean, the game's got to be played at some point whether you're play, playing them at the beginning of the season middle or, or end they've all got to be played but, uh, but no I mean ideally you want the points on board we'll play them all eventually and, and we'll see where we are the table don't lie after, after 38 games now I'm sure we'll talk about that Buckland game um, in a minute but um uh, I mean, what are your ambitions for the league this season? It's, it's a question I sort of, I know I ask yourself and Craig every every season. You've got very very good reputation within the uh, within the Western League. So, do you think this is this is your season to push on? We would like to, obviously. I, th- I think any any club who kind of is, you, you don't want to stand still. I think is what, what I'm trying to say. You don't want to stand still. You always want to progress. And uh, we, we've seen it so many times. Clubs who, who perhaps have, have stood still or, or, or rested on the laurels, and everybody else improves. And before you know it, a top six side um, suddenly becomes a mid-table side, and, and, and a couple of years later, that find themselves maybe in a relegation battle. So no, we're we're, we're aiming to to push on. We know that we we have to improve just to maintain um, what, what we've done last year. But but we ultimately, as a club, the club is set to to push for that next level. Um, as a management team, uh, Locks and I, we're, we've been together now for four years. So we're, we're hoping, we're hoping we can push on. We, we've had a few top six finishes now, so we want to be able to break into that top four and, and hopefully mount, mount a challenge. But as I say, it, it's still early, early days, and, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, which sides do you think will be going well in the Premier Division this season? Who have you got your eyes on? I think on the day anybody can beat anybody. I think we've we've seen that already this season. Um, I'll use Backwell as an as an example. We we played them um, in our second game of the season and beat them at our place. Since then they, they they've played four games and I think they've won three and drew one. So so that that looks like it, it was a good three points at our place. I think on on the day everybody can beat everybody, but Bridgewater's flying. You've only got to look at the league table. The, 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 the games they're winning and, and more importantly by the amount of goals they're winning than by they're obviously in good form uh, I don't think you can look past Mausel I know that they maybe haven't had a, a, the start they would want to, to, to the season but from what they how they played last year and, and obviously finishing third by, by Whisker um, they, they, they'll certainly be up there thereabouts I'm sure um, Soltash um, I think have signed well um, Falmouth obviously were making a lot of noise um, from the way they got promoted last year, and obviously they're, they're very well supported. So I think, I think that there's going to be a few. There's going to be a few clubs, and there's always one or two surprise packages that, that, that you don't think of at this stage. And, and 
yeah, the, the, the whole league is very strong. And like I said, so it's reinforcing my, my point. I, I, if you're not at it, I, I think uh, I think anybody can be anybody on on the on the day. The league is probably going to look quite different next season, um, as we've heard the news that uh, the Western League is merging with the Southwest Peninsula League, and a new Step Five division is going to be created uh, in the south of our footprint. I mean, how how are you? How have you viewed the news that that's going to happen? Is that something that you welcome? I've got, I've got a few different thoughts and opinions on it. If I'm being honest, Ian. Um, from where where we're located, obviously in, in Shepton, we know that, that we're always going to be part of the the Western League, if you like. So there's never ever ever any chance of us moving um, laterally to to a Hellenic or a Wessex or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, looking at it personally, I, I, I don't mind the travelling. Um, if I'm being honest, um, I think to be the best, you, you've got to beat the best. And, and I think the last couple of years with, with, with the the Cornish teams coming up um, that they're very strong we, we've only got to look at the league last year and, and kind of the top four top five are all from down Devon and Cornwall and then obviously Bridgie then ourselves so so you, it's a very strong attachment and for those sides to, to kind of split away from the the northern side of the Western League if you like I'd, I like the travelling I like challenging myself against the, the best that the, that the league can offer the bat said is it sustainable for the sides up and around Bristol to, to, to do that travelling on a, on a Tuesday, Wednesday night? Obviously not. It, it, we've all got jobs. We we can't really be expected to travel 200 odd miles down to Marisol and back, whatever the, the travel is on, on on a Tuesday night. So so in that sense, it, it makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah, equally, I, I I just don't want it to dilute the the standard, I suppose. Now, I saw you in um, pre-season, not you personally, I'm not sort of wandering around following you about, but I saw <laughs> Shepton Mallet. Um, you had a pre-season friendly at, at Westbury, and I was particularly impressed with your second-half performance. I think, to be fair, Westbury were pretty impressed with your second-half performance as well. Um, so I'm assuming that um, you were pleased with the way that your pre-season went. Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, I mean pre-season, we, we, we played six or seven games, and, and we, were, we, we were unbeaten, so... Clearly, that's that's pleasing. Um, but I think more importantly, it was the work we'd done before pre-season even started. We we retained everybody, uh, which is exactly what what Locks and I set out to do. We wanted to ensure that we didn't lose anybody from last season's squad. We finished last season very strongly, and we we wanted to make sure we kept everybody together, which we did. So that made pre-season that little bit easier because. Everybody knew their jobs. Um, everybody knew what, what was expected of them, and, and it was just about tweaking and pushing, pushing people on. Um, that said, pre-season this year has been more difficult in certain ways because of availability. And I think again, every club and every manager I've, I've, I've listened to on the podcast or I've spoken to in person have said the same. And you're not going to get a settled side um, at this point of the season, and certainly through pre-season, what with kind of COVID holidays coming in and, and cancelled weddings now going ahead etc so we did have a couple of games where we were down to lower numbers than we wanted and that meant players having to play more game or get more game time than, than, than we needed them to at that, at that point in pre-season but ultimately it was pleasing like I said we kept everybody we've been managed to bring a couple in to, to add competition um, and, and we, we, we did turn in some very good performances which we should can only put them to the test for when it becomes real 
I mean, one of the themes I've sort of spoken to managers about over the years is the, you know, is the challenge in stepping up from the first division to the um, to the Premier Division. I think Canesham over the last few seasons uh, have done a really good job. I know this season it's proving difficult for them. Obviously, Westbury, when they came up from the first division, did very well as well. But um, you know, you look at the likes of Welton Rovers and National and Backwell. Um, over the last couple of seasons, although Sherborne are going are going well, it's an interesting equation to look at the step up from step five, step six to step five. But but I wonder whether actually we're missing a bit of a trick because there is obviously another equation which is the step up from step five to step four. And if you see how well Plymouth Parkway did last season, there's an argument to be made to say that actually perhaps the gap between step five and step four isn't perhaps as wide as 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 we presume it is i don't know whether you've got a view on that if you got shepton up into the southern league do you think you'd be competitive i would like to think so i'd like to think we, we, we can compete um i think i think we've we've proven ourselves over the course of the last couple of years in admittedly in one-off games um in, in whether that's pre-season or in fa cup games you you, you make reference to the the Melksham game last year where we, we know we can hold our own against teams and, and, and players of that ability and, and, and of that standard I think what it comes down to and this is the same if we're going from 6 to 5 or going from step 5 to step 4 is it's consistency I think that's what a lot of these players and these clubs have got um, and you need to find quite quickly is, is the consistency of performance every week because you can match sides but, but a mistake um, is, is, is more likely to be punished the higher the level the, the better the player, the, the, the more they will punish a mistake. Um, and likewise, if if you're presented with with a mistake um, in your favour, you need to make sure you you can punish them as well. So I think that that's where you need to that's that's the gap you need to bridge. Um, rather than I think think on a one-off that, that no sides can compete. Um, it's that doing it week in week out um, and being able to like I said being able to to get in the trenches on occasion and, and, and ride it out um, but equally understand when, when you've got a side on, on the ropes themselves and being able to, to go and seize the opportunity and I think that's the biggest difference of that, having that ruthlessness and, and like I keep saying that, that consistency So it's Buckland this week uh, that's a midweek game and then um, you're in action on Bank Holiday Monday you travel down to Millbrook um, it's a couple of really interesting fixtures for you isn't it it's going to I think tell you a lot about Really, you know how this season could pan out for you. Yeah, I think so. I, well, I, I would go one step further and say, then obviously we've got the FA Cup game um, after that as well, kind of thrown in the mix. So, yeah, the next ten days or so is going to be really telling for us. Um, I keep saying to the lads that we're not going to win the league or, or, or win any sort of cup at this stage of the season, but you can certainly lose them um, if, if your performances aren't good. Um, it's the work you do now which makes the games in around Christmas and then the games in, in February, March time more important. And if you're dropping points now, you may not be in a position for, for them to be big games come, come the time they need to be. So we know what we've got to do. Um, I'm not going to throw the cliche at you, we're taking a game at a time, but certainly we're what we are doing is... is, is Marking games as to where we we believe we're going to have to we're going to have to improve. Uh, marking games where we think we we can get the points, and and, and then from there we'll we'll kind of fill in the gaps, I suppose. And, and you never know one week to the next with injuries, availabilities, what side comes up, what side we can take down. 
Um, so there's going to be a roller coaster between now and the end of the season. Um, we just got to make sure that that, that we, we we play well in our in on, in the highs and when, when, we, when we don't when we limit our lows, I suppose. And my thanks to John for his time. Now, finally, the last game we're going to be having a look at in the FA Cup preliminary round is Torpoint Athletic against Mausel. A mouth-watering five-goal thriller here, Tom. Who came out on top? It was Torpoint eventually. It was uh, similar to the uh, the first cup game we talked about. But uh, yeah, a really good comeback from them pretty late on as well. Uh, so it was Mausel who started the fastest, uh, taking the lead after just a couple of minutes, actually. Uh, Hayden Turner putting them in front. Uh, but then Torpoint did manage to draw level, Captain Darren Hicks slotting home, so that made it one apiece. Uh, and then, yeah, really entertaining first half, actually. Callum McConey unleashing a strike just from the edge of the area, uh, putting them putting the visitors back in front, that is. And, uh, yeah, making it making it 2-1 at the interval, so mausling in command at the break. Uh, but Torpoint, yeah, to their credit, another comeback. Uh, and uh, they managed to, to respond really well, uh, levelling for the, for the second time, John Heveron. Uh, doing the doing the business this time, and then it was uh, ten minutes or so remaining when they scored uh, the match winner, uh, Curtis Damarel, producing a, an unstoppable headed finish. So uh, tall point, uh, yeah, they they continue on in their hope uh, for for cup glory. So the draw for the first qualifying round of the FA Cup has now been published. That draw was made. Uh, on Monday of this week, and the fixtures will be taking place on the weekend of the Saturday, uh, on the weekend of Saturday the third of of September. So not long um, for 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 us uh, to wait. And if we look at those sides that have progressed, Helston, they have earned a trip to Western League side, fellow Western League side Tor Point Athletic, Shepton Mallet. They will be travelling to Blackfield and Langley. Uh, and we've still got two ties to um, to be decided. Wing Canton, um, the winner of their game with Camberley, will be at home to AFC Totten. And the other game um, to be decided is Clevedon Town. They um, they drew with um, Sirencester Town. And uh, the winner of that game will be taking on either Cinderford Town or Chipping Sodbury Town, of course, formerly of this parish. So, uh, so yeah, we'll keep you up to date, I'm sure, with um, with how those um, games develop, particularly when those um, when those ties are going to be um, played in a in a couple of weeks' time. But we will move on to um, well, this weekend coming, of course, Saturday the 27th of August. It's the August Bank Holiday weekend. All very mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna kick off on um, the 26th of August because Wincanton start their FA Vars first qualifying round. Uh, campaign away at Forley, a trip down into the uh, to the New Forest for Wincanton. That's very nice. But we have got some games in the Premier and indeed some games in the First Division. Tom, which is your game to watch in the Premier Division? Going for a Cornish derby, uh, Torpoint taking on Helston, and uh, yeah, both yeah both enjoyed uh, late comeback wins as we've as we've discussed in the cup on the weekend. So yeah, they go into that game. I would say pretty bullish. So uh, should should be an entertaining encounter. And of course, that game will be the um, the prequel to the the FA Cup clash between the mm. two sides. So, uh, what what we will be able to glean from that, mm. I do not know. Um, two sides in Somerset uh, that could do with a win: um, Clevedon Town and uh, and Wellington. And they're uh, they're playing on Saturday, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in that game. And moving down to the First Division, Tom, what game has caught your eye there? 
I've gone for Oldland. I've gone for the, the, the early table toppers, but they take on Almondsbury, who obviously, uh, yeah, on the weekend showed that they've, uh, yeah, they've got a bit of form in front of goal. Uh, a good win for them away at Warminster. So, uh, yeah, good test for the Almonds, I think, uh, for, for Oldland, sorry, uh, on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bishops of Sutton. I could have gone for the Bishops of Lydiard, who are at home to Hengrove, but I'm not. I'm going to go for the Bishops of Sutton, who take on Shirehampton. Um, two mid-table sides, if we were talking about the table, which we're not, but we sort of are. And uh, if mm-hmm. Bishop Sutton win this game, then they will go above Shirehampton. I have to say, Bishop Sutton is one of the nicest um, clubs that I've visited in the Western League. Of course, they're all wonderful. But if there are any Shirehampton fans listening to this, wondering whether they should make the relatively short trip on Saturday, then I would suggest that they should, um, because Bishop Sutton is a very nice day out. Uh, we have got a lot of FA VAR's first qualifying round action. Not too many of our sides. In fact, I don't think any of our sides are actually coming up against fellow Western League um, opposition. Tom has kindly put all of the fixtures in the bulletin so you can have a look to see uh, if your side is in action. Uh, one one uh, point of information um, for those uh, of you familiar with the debating chamber um, uh, is the fact that Newport uh, uh, Isle of Wight, who have been drawn at home uh, to Warminster. If you're a Warminster town fan and you thought you were, this was your your ticket into Europe. Um, crossing the Solent and going on to the Isle of Wight, then sadly you're mistaking because although Newport are listed as the home side in this, um, the fixture has been flipped to Weymouth Street. Um, so uh, you you can you can have the benefit of uh, a, a home game uh, on Saturday, uh, the 27th of August. But anyway, we wish well to all of our sides in FA Vars action. And of course, that really is a, a competition that we really do look forward to every year. Uh, well, and a publication that we look forward to every week is your bulletin, Tom. Mm-hmm. Where can the listeners find it? That'll be on the uh, Toolstation Western League website. Uh, there's a tab along the top, isn't there, that uh, you can click on and uh, you can download that every week. Uh, and it is also on the on the homepage, I believe. So, yeah, that, that comes out every every sort of Sunday morning. It certainly does, Tom. It's excellent. And thank and, and so are you. Thank you very much for your time <laughs> this week. And I look forward to catching up with you next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast.